This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world building warrior Angeline Trevina and the queen of flawed protagonists, H.B. Line. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey and encourage you to be unstoppable. to episode 4.8 of Unstoppable Authors. Today we're talking about ownership of your author platform. But before we get going, we are celebrating because we have produced 50 episodes together. (laughs) It's like an anniversary and a birthday all wrapped into one. (laughs) Where's my cake? (laughs) I have a little cake here. Oh. Get your own cake. What? <laughs> that doesn't seem right. <laughs> I would post you one, but I'm not sure it would survive. So I'm I'm not sure it would. <laughs> so just before we start the episode, I want to say a huge thank you to our patrons. Your support helps to keep the show going. Our patrons get exclusive behind-the-scenes access to our off-air banter, as well as, of course, the warm, fuzzy feeling of supporting the podcast. It would be really great if you could take a moment to share this episode on social media. Grab a screenshot, share it directly from your podcast platform, or even take a selfie with it. Just remember to tag us so that we can share it too. It means so much to hear from our listeners and to know that you enjoy the show. Last week, we talked all about creating post-apocalyptic worlds. And while we were thinking about the future, I asked you what you would like to achieve in your writing career within the next 10 years, including your outrageous pipe dreams. We had lots of people wanting to make a sustainable income, to give up their day job or to become bestsellers. We also saw lots of people wanting movie adaptations of their books. In addition to that, Kim said she'd love to write a video game, Matthew wants action figures of his characters, and David has dreams of lazing by the pool of his Hollywood home. So keep dreaming and more importantly, keep pushing towards those dreams. What's your dream, Angeline? Oh goodness, now you put me on the spot. (laughs) Um, I, I just want to be incredibly world famous and loved across the world and hounded by fans every moment of the day oh hold on that already happens yeah. <laughs> I'm there, I'm there. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm liking the sound of lazing by the pool of a Hollywood home I, I can get on board with that <laughs> okay so our personal updates for the week I am working on revisions of goal setting for writers I've been adding some bits of research that I've done and extending some chapters and adding new ones. This project just keeps getting bigger and bigger. (laughs) Um, Our friend Julia Scott is formatting it for me and she asked me if I was planning to do a workbook version as well and I gave her a hesitant no. 
but something compelled me to consult the hive mind so i asked in our facebook group if people would like a workbook and the answer was a unanimous yes so now i have some additional work to do and to pass along to julia as well plus an extra version of the cover to pay for but i am stimulating the economy and paying some hard-working small business owners in the process so it's all good I am very glad that I haven't yet put a firm release date on this publication as I can take the time to get it all right. I've also started to make some changes on my website and how I get my books into the hands of readers, but more on that later. And I have finally actually started writing my next world building guide for authors rather than having it just sitting in some abstract planning stage. I've set my goal for June to simply be to get something finished. I've got a few different pieces on the go at the moment and I just want to get one of them finished. Please. <laughs> That's a very sensible goal. Okay, so our question of the week is, do you sell your books directly to readers? This could be on your website or at in-person events under normal circumstances, obviously. <laughs> So let's get on to our main topic, taking ownership of your author platform. First of all, let's actually define what an author platform is. Basically, your author platform is anywhere and everywhere your books, you as an author or your author brand can be seen. This might be online or it might be in person at events. All of that makes up your author platform of course, the reason that you need to have an author platform is at its most simple so that readers can find your books. Brilliant. That's what we all want, right? Yes. At yes. The, absolutely. At the next level and to whatever extent you actually want it to happen, your author platform is also a way for your readers to find out more about you as an author and for you to engage with them on a more personal one-to-one -one level. So the things that make up your online author platform that you don't own are your Amazon author page and book sales pages. The book sales pages on other platforms like iTunes, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, etc. Your Goodreads author profile. Uh, some other author profiles like uh, BookBub and Books to Read and anywhere else that's a, a third party website that you have a profile on. And of course, social media platforms, Facebook, Yay. yes, your profile page group, any and all of those, if they're on facebook.com, you don't own them. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, any of those social media platforms, it's great to be there, but you don't own them. So, of course, there are some pros about being in these places, like you have a very big reach. Everyone's heard of Amazon and Facebook, for example. You also have very good discoverability and a lot of people expect you to be in these places. So they will come looking for you in these places. So it's really good if they can actually find you there. And of course, you are where your readers are. Um, I don't know the statistics on how many people have a Facebook profile, but it's pretty high. And of course, where are readers? Well, they're in online bookstores. So yeah, being in these places is very important for finding readers. 
Yeah, isn't it something like two billion daily users on Facebook? I have no idea. It's, it's yeah, something it's, scary like that. <laughs> it's huge, and of course, you know, most of those people will probably read books. So the cons of these platforms, you don't own them, so you don't have any control. They can be shut down, you can be removed or banned at any time, you know, especially these days we are seeing people being deplatformed all over the place. Uh, and you're not in control of that. And you don't have the email addresses of your followers. So if your account goes, that's it. You have no way of contacting all of those people and you have to start all over again. Uh, and it does happen. It really does happen. Mm -hmm. I know, I know people that it's happened to, and I, you know, everyone sits in the oh, it will never happen. Oh, yeah. it now never happen. But it does. Yeah. It can. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, there are many things that make up your online author platform that you do own yourself. Like if if you have your own website with your own url those are things that you own your mailing list all of those email addresses on your mailing list until that person unsubscribes you own their email people can't take that away from you and your own online shop that is also something that you own yeah so the pros of these places you have complete control so you choose what your URL is, you choose what you put on your website and where you share it and whether you advertise on it or not and who has access to it, it's all completely within your control. The emails that you collect on your mailing list, you own those. I mean, obviously you don't own the right to use the email, but you own the right to send emails to that email. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> and you know, as long as you are compliant with like GDPR and everything, then you are good to go and you can email that person whenever you like. Um, and if you have um, a shop set up on your website and are selling direct, you get more royalties. <laughs> so at best you are getting 70% royalties from the retailers which is fantastic let's not knock that because mm -hmm. compared to like a traditionally published author who may only get five percent royalties 70 percent is fantastic however if you have your own online store and are selling direct you get almost all of it you just have the small percentage that like payhip or paypal or whatever will take out um, and the rest goes to you and it goes straight to you. You don't have to wait two to three months here in your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Instant cash flow, which, you know, right now in these really uncertain times, that's really quite useful. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And um, even though, yes, we, we, we like control. We've said it several times, control is one of the reasons that we're both indie authors, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there are obviously some downfalls to these particular places as part of your author platform. You have a much smaller reach. You're probably not as famous as Amazon or Facebook. You might be, you know, we're not judging. You might be. We're not. <laughs> Almost. Not quite. Um, 
so you have a lot less discoverability. Um, so you need to be really, really smart about things like search engine optimization or SEO. That is something that you can outsource. Uh, really good to go out and learn some SEO stuff yourself. You also want to be picking up some of the reach that you do get through the platforms that you don't own. So making sure that up on your social media profiles and on your Amazon author page, people can easily find your website from there. So you want to funnel people towards your website. The other thing about having your own website is it can be time consuming. If you're not very techy, it can be a steep learning curve, but then so, so is any new platform anyway. Um, a lot of authors are often put off by thinking that it's too much work or it's too technical or it's too expensive. But like everything in when you're an indie author, it doesn't need to be. If you need to outsource it, outsource it. If you can learn to do it yourself, then that's great. I'm one of those people. I like to learn to do stuff myself. Mm. I, I do try to do a lot of it myself, but I'm also quite lucky to have... Uh, you know, my other half works in IT, he's a programmer. And so if there's anything I can't do, he is more than happy to lend a hand and help me figure out, which is very useful. Mm. So websites, um, we're just going to talk a little bit about some of the different options. Um, we use WordPress um, for our own websites and for the podcast. Uh, it's a really um useful platform it's it's quite straightforward you can do a lot with it um but there are differences between um wordpress.com and wordpress.org and um if you are on wordpress.com you won't own that website in the same way it's hosted on wordpress it's it's really there um you know, internet real estate. Uh, so you don't have as much control over that. You can't do quite as much. If you have paid for hosting and have, you know, um, everything set up on your own domain, um, then you own that completely. And you can use WordPress via wordpress.org to have a, the same interface that you would have on wordpress.com, but you have way more control. You can use plugins and you know, all sorts of add-ons and integrations and everything, uh, which gives you a huge amount of versatility. Um, so there are obviously other options for your website. Um, you know, I, I can't even begin to list them all, but, you know, mm. things like Wix and Squarespace. And I mean, there's absolutely loads. Um, but because we don't use them, we're not really the people to go to for that. But, mm. you know, if you're, if you're looking into this for the first time, do your research and find the right platform for you. So you will need a URL. Um, it's a good idea to get your name, if at all possible. Um, if your name on its own is not available, you might want to add author to it. You might want to add author to it anyway. Um, and make sure you pick up an email while you are at it. Make sure that you are paying for some sort of package that includes email, because then you will be able to use that for your mailing list and for all your business communications uh, it's very very useful to have an email um, you have then the choice when you get your URL of what um, 
you know, suffix you're going to go with. So is it going to be .com or .co.uk or .ca or, you know, wherever you are in the world, it, you might want to go with .me or, you know, there are so many options now. Loads. <laughs> <laughs> An infinite number. So see what's available. Have a look at what they cost because there can be huge differences in cost. Um, and think about your brand and what, uh, you know, what's going to work for you because you've got .co.uk haven't you Angeline? I have yep yeah and obviously because we both make a big thing about being British and you know that makes sense so if you're yeah that that's what I pretend the official answer (laughs) that is yeah I I do I do say if you ask me then officially the answer is yes I use being British as part of my selling point so it's make it's important to me that I have a .co.uk URL. Um, the probably the more true reason is that it's a lot cheaper than the .com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you know, if if it is a part of your brand, then that might be a consideration for you. But also protecting your brand by buying up as many domain extensions as you can, so that somebody else can't sneak in there and create a website that looks like it's you when it really isn't so have a think about that because you don't have to use them all you just buy them so that no one else can pick them up and so that's an option um so what would you include on your website Angeline what have you got on yours um my home page I've got some review quotes on there I also have a link to my reader magnet my free book that people get if they sign up to my mailing list and I have links to my books um my main three series are up on the home page then obviously I have book pages that's quite important I have an about me page an appearances page because I I love live events so I do as many as I possibly can. So I like to have an appearances page. And I, I do have a blog. Do you blog on your website? No, <clears throat> no, I don't. I did used to, um, but I found it was very difficult to um, to be consistent with it. And I could never think mm-hmm. of what to blog about. But there is heaps of advice out there on you know blogging for fiction authors. I think it's a lot more straightforward if you write nonfiction. Um, (laughs) and obviously we have our website and we have a blog on there um which we probably don't update as often as we should but (laughs) there's you know it's so much easier to think of content that people are going to be searching for and that's going to be valuable when you are providing non-fiction and Mm. and i i just struggle personally to really think of stuff as a fiction author my blog is pretty much more like my news page so obviously there hasn't been any news for a very long time (laughs) because everything is cancelled but um yeah it's it blogs can be really good for like seo and getting people to come to your website when they're searching about particular topics it is the big debate isn't it to blog or not to blog if it's stressing you out and taking you away from your writing and just way too time consuming just don't yeah just don't do it i don't think it's it's not going to do you that much benefit to have a blog 
unless you manage to build up to a huge following mm-hmm. i don't think it's going to do you that much harm to not have one no exactly and i i used to blog a lot about other things i had a political blog when i was quite young and then i had a parenting blog which actually was was quite successful um but i just didn't have time to maintain it mm-hmm. as well as you know writing my fiction and being an indie author and everything it just and something had to go so yeah i haven't updated my spirited mama blog in quite a long time which is a shame but we can't do everything can we not no sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's all right as long as i can still manage a piece of cake in one hand and a cup of coffee in the other (laughs) i'm good (laughs) so yeah, so that's that's lots of things that you can include on your website. Obviously, it's like totally up to you because I don't know everyone's business and you might want to have totally different stuff. But most important thing is to have really easy navigation and on your books page, please put put some buy links so that people- <laughs> go and buy your book i have come across lots of author websites where there are actually no buy links <laughs> people are not gonna then go to amazon and search they have to actually search for it what yeah, not good and using universal links is really important because if they come Please. to your website you don't know what you know what retailer they like to buy from so give them all the options <laughs> yeah you can use um geotargeting links so one that i've used before is book linker and books to read is a real which is done by draft digital that's a really fantastic one so they click through it's one link they click through they are given options of all the different places that your book is available to buy and when they click on a particular sales platform, it takes them to that one for their country. So if they decide to click on Amazon, it will take them to the Amazon for their country, yeah. which is wonderful yeah. because you can't buy from the other Amazon shops. And I think a lot of people don't, they don't realize that or they don't think about it when they're putting yeah. up book links. It's yeah. very, very annoying as a Brit when you... <laughs> keep getting sent to the dot-com store which you can't buy from <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the other great thing with books to read is it will remember uh, your preferred store yes. as a reader yeah. when you click on it and you say you know amazon's my preferred store or kobo or nook it remembers it so next time you click on any books to read link you'll go straight to your retailer of choice so oh it's so wonderful yes. <laughs> what would we do without books to read big, oh. big fans <laughs> so let's move on to the next part of your author platform that you actually own mailing lists now we've talked before about why you do need one yes you do need a mailing list and i'm not gonna debate that again now just <laughs> no. trust us you need one so so we we mentioned it earlier before if a social media platform shuts down and don't think that it will never happen if you remember myspace then you'll know that it can happen if you don't remember myspace the reason you don't remember it is because it shut down just disappeared pretty much overnight didn't it 
Yeah. <laughs> or if the social media deletes your page or bans you or shuts down your group. I've even known of authors being having their all of their books removed from Amazon for some um abstract reason that they broke the terms and conditions and they're never even told why it does yeah. happen i don't we, we we don't want to scare you but it can happen and if it does happen if you lose a social media platform you lose all of those followers you have no way of contacting them because you don't own their contact details so that is why get a mailing list because you do own those emails that you collect you own that list so remember something that i should do a lot more often than i actually do regularly download and back up your subscriber list from your mailing list platform yeah. just in case because again i have known people who logged into their mailing list provider and they'd either lost huge chunks of their mailing list or they'd lost all of it and the mailing list provider could not get could not recover them could not get them back for them so make sure you regularly download your subscriber list so that you have a copy on your computer do you do that holly uh yeah not as often as i should um, <laughs> yeah i'm thinking I'm now that's like my top priority for tomorrow morning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And just to quell some worries about mailing lists, yes, email marketing does still work. It is still one of the top ways to market your books. And if you're worried about being annoying or spammy or running out of content to send to your subscribers, then simply email them less often. Personally, I would recommend you email them no less than once a month because if your subscribers forget who you are, then they start um, un unsubscribing because yeah. they just don't yeah. remember being on your list yeah. and you yeah. don't want to get a whole load of spam complaints. But yeah, yeah, yeah. email marketing does still work and yeah. people don't actually find it that annoying or spammy. <laughs> no, as long as you, <laughs> as long as you're emailing sort of consistently and not just when you yeah. have a new release out you shouldn't yeah. you know every email should not be buy my book buy my book buy my book um because people will get annoyed with that you need to make sure you are offering something of value to the reader um so you know talk to them about what's going on in your life and you know what progress you're making or not you know um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel attacked by that <laughs> No, no, I, I'm in the same boat. I, the last like twelve <laughs> newsletters I've sent out, I'm still working on the same. But, um, but you know, get personal and build relationships. That's the yeah. the real beauty of having a mailing list and having that you know part of the ownership is the ability to build relationships. Um, and uh, if you listen back, uh, I did an interview with Meg Cowley a couple of months ago. Um, and she talked a lot about uh, building relationships with her readers and how important that is. And she has loads of great advice on that. So I recommend going back and listening to that episode if you haven't already. And if you do have a cat, send your subscribers cat pictures and yes. stories about your cat. Seriously, <laughs> like nothing sells better. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I get so much engagement whenever I post about my cat. <laughs> 
And if you are still in any doubt about how to set up a list or what to do with it, I also really recommend the book Newsletter Ninja by Tammy Lebrecht. Yes. Uh, you've still got my copy, actually. I, I have. I stole your copy. And <laughs> I, I like how you talk about as if you're ever going to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm. Not, I am not one of those people. Good. I may keep your book for several years, but you will always get it back eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that brings us on to selling direct via your website. Um, this is what I have been busy setting up the last couple of days. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about doing for, well, ever since you set yours up, actually, Angeline. Um, yes, which, was which I, I was thinking about. It, yes, I'm trying to think. I, I don't think I've quite had it a year yet, but it's something that I have been planning to do for like a year, maybe even two years before I finally got round <laughs> to it. <laughs> Yes. So I decided when this, you know, whole world flipping upside down thing happened, I thought, mm, you know what, it would be, it would make me feel more secure, I think, if I, if I was doing this. And people suddenly, like in the indie publishing world, all started talking about it all at once. Joanna Penn covered it on the Creative Pen. And, you know, it was like, right, yes, I really have to pull my finger out and actually do this mm. now so um yeah it's becoming more and more popular in the indie authoring world and you know why not most publishers have direct sales on their websites it's not really any different um, as we talked about earlier you get more royalties yeah. so <laughs> we're both using payhip now obviously it's they take their cut but it's totally free to sign up and list your books it's just they take a small percentage i think it's five percent isn't it i i i think it is which leaves you with 95 percent royalties yeah so woohoo um and yeah it doesn't need to be expensive or difficult or technical there are lots of op options out there to make it really easy so in addition to PayHip, you can do it with PayPal. There is WooCommerce and Shopify and Sells and Gumroad. There are loads of options. I believe Wix has an inbuilt, um, you know, internet commerce option on it. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's the case. Mm -hmm. um, so there are loads of options and they are, for the most part, really intuitive and, and cheap and fairly easy to get going on. So um, I think it's, like I said earlier, times are really uncertain and having control over how you reach readers, I think is just smart. It's just a good idea. And so, yeah, so I, I've made the decision to do this and, and it was really easy. It's taken me two days, you know, and that's not like two days of like, 24 hours like working on it all the time that's a couple of hours yesterday and a couple of you hours slept, today yeah. <laughs> yeah i've slept i've eaten i've played video games you know um so yeah um and there are all sorts of integrations so you can with payhip you can integrate into a wordpress website uh, you can also connect it to book funnels so that the basically payhip will deliver the ebook files to the reader but as a backup you can also integrate BookFunnel because BookFunnel will, su will supply technical support. 
so yeah which pay hip do not so if someone has an issue downloading their book they're gonna come to you and if you don't want to have to deal with that because it's a time suck then being able to palm it off to book funnel is excellent lovely <laughs> yes and <laughs> the people at book funnel are fantastic <laughs> yeah they are and it's so straightforward from the user's end as well it's a single click and they they get the files pop up they just click on them to download them it's super easy and you can also have them immediately be automatically signed up to your mailing list with another Yay! integration so you will collect the emails of everyone who buys a book from you unlike any retailer anywhere so mm. you could have you could sell a million books on amazon and you would have absolutely no way of contacting a single one of those people ever again but if you get even just a thousand people buy directly from your website that's a thousand new people on your list who you can email next time you have another book out so that's powerful that's really really powerful and important mm -hmm. so just a quick side note about selling directly in person um because one day we will be able to do that again we will be able to go to book fairs and craft fairs and all those things to uh, do in-person events and sell our books and it is actually possible to sell ebooks as well as print ones at these events. And I do this with printed business cards with a little picture of the cover of the book and a download code on the back. And I sell, physically sell them a business card for like $2.99, $3.99 and they can go home and download the book. It's really easy. Yay. We like easy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so our top tips for taking ownership of your author platform basically own as much as you possibly can because you never know what's going to happen in the future and this is the best way to future proof yourself mm -hmm. to just make sure you have ownership of as much as you possibly can really yeah um if you are struggling with it with the tech side or knowing which options to go with just ask. There are so many authors who have already done this. So never feel afraid to ask, get in a group, get on a forum, just go and ask people. And there is no such thing as a stupid question. Whatever question you have, people have asked it before. People will ask it again in the future. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just ask for help if you need it. Make things easy for you and your subscribers. Use a site for ebook downloads that offers tech help to your readers, such as BookFunnel, as we have already said. I, when I first set up my whole reader magnet, signing up to my mailing list, I was using Dropbox. And I mean, it wasn't a huge number, but I was constantly getting emails from people saying, Oh, I couldn't get work out how to get this on my Kindle. I couldn't download the file. This didn't work. Oh, it was just horrendous. And I couldn't always help. I couldn't. But with sites such as BookFunnel, you can just hand them over to their Insight tech team. And it's just so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So another really good tip is to keep your branding consistent everywhere so that your readers aren't confused or lose trust if they click on a link on your website to go and buy your book and suddenly the whole page looks completely different and everything changes 
then they're going to be like, uh, where have I just been sent? Mm -hmm. So for example, I have a bluish background behind my website and I use that bluish background everywhere. If you go through to my Payhip shop, it's the same blue background on it. So I'm just keeping that branding consistent so that when people are clicking through to different places, because we've talked about a lot of integrations and like... <laughs> We'll send people here we'll send people there i keep my branding consistent i also use the same author photo everywhere across yes, all of my yes. social media i use the exact same author photo i mean i change it about 10 times a year because i i'm like that <laughs> but you change it everywhere when you do change, I change it. it everywhere <laughs> to be fair i have stuck with one for quite a long time now so that's quite good but just keep that branding consistent so that people recognize where they are and they know that they're still with you and they can trust you yep and the other thing is to keep if you set up your own web sales on your own platform keep those direct buy links front and center encourage people to use them rather than disappearing off to sites like amazon where you get slightly less royalties so on all of my book pages the first link is says buy direct from the author and then the next link says or choose a different retailer so i'm yeah. still giving yeah. people that option they're not being forced to buy direct from me they can still go to their favorite platform if they prefer, but I'm encouraging them by putting my direct buy link further up. It's exactly the same as I do in my newsletter. When I put buy links in, I put my direct from the author buy link first and then give them a second one to choose another retailer. Mm -hmm. Yes just yep. encourage them just nudge them because <laughs> a lot of people do prefer to just stick with what they know i'm like that i have my favorite cafes where i go and order the same thing every single time and never deviate you know we like that don't we we like familiarity yeah <laughs> but yes if you can put your direct buy links first it just just encourages people possibly to uh by direct from you which yeah. is nice <laughs> well i hope you found all of that useful and i hope that you are keen to go and take ownership of your author platform yeah and if you do have any questions about doing so then you can come and ask them in our facebook group you absolutely can and we'll try to answer them yeah <laughs> and if we don't know the answers there's bound to be somebody in the group who does because um, i don't know if you've noticed angeline but we've got 99 people <laughs> one oh, more person joins we'll yeah. come, come and join our group and be the hundredth person <laughs> i like round numbers 99 upsets me <laughs> <laughs> right so let's wrap up with i've got a really stupid would you rather question for you today holly okay it's it. just dumb and funny um <laughs> would you rather have one giant cat that you can ride like a horse or loads of regular sized cats <laughs> one giant one <laughs> like why would you ever choose anything different <laughs> 
mean, let's face it, it's gonna eat so much, but then so are loads of regular sized cats. Yeah. And you can ride you could be like He Man riding on Battle Cat. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I would go everywhere on my cat, like shopping, go go to meet friends, Definitely. school run. <laughs> no one would mess with you, would they? No, no, that that's awesome, and yeah, it's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, absolute no brainer. It's nice, nice. It's nice to have such an easy one. Yes, just some silliness. <laughs> So um, just a reminder of our question of the week. Do you sell your books directly to readers? Please let us know in our Facebook group. You can search for us there. We are Unstoppable Authors. And remember that if you want to hear all the backstage stuff, all the bits that usually end up on the cutting room floor, you can join us over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. And don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unstoppable Authors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. If you want even more of us, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and our show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles are at unstoppableauthors.com. We want to connect with you. Join our Guild of Unstoppable Authors via our website and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. We also have a Facebook group where we hold each other accountable, share our goals and successes and encourage each other to be unstoppable. You can find that at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we are unstoppable authors. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. See you next week.